0: Is the Cuse Militia. Now, no. those two unapologetically biased orange blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the
1: most
2: bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Wednesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials, go there, join the militia, the path the NCAA tournament narrows for the Orange after losing at home to UNC 72 to 68 despite being up by two with under 20 seconds left and there's plenty to say about it you'll hear from us and we'll hear from you and fan feedback in Syracuse we'll head to Blacksburg to take on Virginia Tech Saturday at 7 p.m. we'll let you know what we think about that Um, so Joe uh, sir where did you go I got to be able to see you no, oh, my, my bad. I was like, am I gonna have to redo the whole thing? <clears throat> no. uh, so okay. Um uh, I not in the best mood. I look, I decided to sleep on it. And I said, you know what, I'm not gonna make any crazy accusations. Try to do those things, you know, not based out of anger or emotion. And More like immediate response or anything. And, yeah, 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 yeah. So I slept on it. I woke up and I said, You know what? Not much has changed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so th- I'm just gonna be honest today about how I feel about this game because I thought it was bad, and we'll get into it, I guess We're not bad for no, us. no no no, um, but I mean we'll get we'll get into it all I just um I just don't know how to watch basketball anymore, I don't know what I'm looking for or what I'm looking at, I don't know what's what. It's very become very confusing and really frustrating. And I think it's kind of a problem when you couple it with everything else going on. It just becomes kind of a mess for me. So we'll get into it. Uh, Coach had a very quick press conference last night. (laughs) And usually at home, those tend to be about eight minutes, ten minutes. Well, about eight minutes, I'd say. This was under five. This is more like an away game press conference. Um, but it had a lot in it, and it's got everything we need to talk about. So let's hear from Coach.
1: He played really well. Our uh, Defense got better as the game went along. Um, I thought the first charge on Jude, Jude I thought he clearly got by. Uh, I thought it was a bad call, but uh, you know, that happens. We, we're playing zone. We get three free throws. It's not a good number versus 23, but you know, we battled hard. We did everything we could to get back in it and had a, gave ourselves a great chance to win the game. We didn't get the rebound and the missed foul shot. That's, that's a bad look. And, uh, but you know, we did everything we could tonight to, to win this game and got away right at the last second. Questions?
2: What about the second charge on
1: Judah? What did you think of that? (coughs) What did he tell you about the flagrant one? He said he hit him with his elbow. I, I I haven't seen it, so I don't know. What are your thoughts on that free throw discrepancy tonight? It's unusual. How do you feel about Benny and Chris? I thought Chris really made some tough shots tonight. I thought he was a little better better on defense. Benny. you know, he's 20 minutes and he's getting two rebounds. He's got to find a way to be more productive. We did a good job, did a good job on the boards, which is unusual. They're the best rebounding team, one of the best rebounding teams in the league. So it's, a dis- it's disappointing. We made three more, you know, five or six turnovers we usually don't make, but and that that's how you lose close game. Mm-hmm. Is there a line he needs to... Yeah, he'll, he'll learn. He'll learn. It takes time. I don't think the first one was a charge. I really don't.
2: Do you think the press helped you guys get back into it? Say, Not really. It's the second game
1: you lost by four points in the span of eight days. Why can't your team close out? Uh, and games? We're like done.
2: <laughs> must, be, that guy must be new. Um, okay. So Johnny's. look, look. Uh, Syracuse played a tremendous game last night. They played a tremendous game. And if you take away some of the sloppy turnovers, I know Joe had six. You take away a couple of those, it, it, you know, it's not good. But there's something there. Okay. If you want to be, if you want to play. The uh, if you want to play the 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 fair guy podcast, you'd say you know what, turn the ball over too many times. It's really hard to win against the UNC. You turn the ball over that many times, no doubt. Okay. Also, sure. also, a couple other things. Jesse's gotten foul trouble with what nine minutes left. Okay, so you want to play fair guy podcast reaction, that's, that's bad. You know, it shouldn't be getting in foul trouble like that with nine minutes left. Obviously, Jesse, you know, you could say he had a mediocre night, but he was a presence in there, and he was making a huge yeah. difference. So, it just wasn't, you know, it just wasn't one of those nights where he's scoring a lot. But, then you could say, you know what, the one thing you could really point to is, you got a rebound after the foul shot at the end of the game, and instead, Joe just gives, um, was it, um, it was Pete Nance. Nance. An assist, right? <laughs> so look, it's on Syracuse. Well, the problem that I have with that take <laughs> is that uh we lost by four. We were up by two with nineteen seconds left. Um the some of the fouls leading up to Jesse get well at least at least the third foul or no, the fourth foul. It was the fourth foul. The fourth foul was kind Try of both of them. Probably both <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, not good fouls. The one charge on Judah. And then, look, man, I guess I just don't understand. Like, I understand the guy, the dude got hit in the face. Who was that? Was R.J. Davis? Yeah. Um, okay. He gets hit in the face. He is running backwards as Judah's on a fast break, and Judah is making his way to the basket. He tries to hero step around him and with the ball, which, that's his move. He does it all the time. It's a basketball move, is it not? i mean okay he 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 wasn't even looking at Davis. he was looking at the basket so so we could yeah. just now jump in front of offensive players on fast breaks, get barreled, and then that's that's an offensive foul now, and if you get hit in the face, God forbid that's going to be two shots in the ball. I'm sorry, I thought it was bad i thought I thought it was bad they couldn't even. Let the game be decided with some excitement. They had to kill everything with like whatever it was. Um, Thirty seconds left. Our ten it was like nineteen seconds, I think, if I remember right.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And they killed everything. It wasn't it was It was going to be a tremendous game. Win or loss, you you take away that last nineteen seconds, and you might be able to point to a couple ticky tack fouls. But everything leading up to the end of that game was just atrocious to me I thought it was bad I don't sit here and lament about officiating like this ever I don't think I ever have I don't think I've ever been this upset about it but I thought it was bad and coach I think did everything he could in that press conference to keep his freaking powder dry so he doesn't get in trouble
3: yeah well that's why I think that he stormed out right so I mean I listened to a couple things Uh, Jerry McNamara was on a local show today Uh, And he spoke of how, you know, college basketball was getting better at, you know, fixing the situation where a defense arms are straight up and down and they're jumping straight up and down, that they can do that and still have contact and not have a foul. And I think Jesse got called for two, at least two that were straight up and down. He was straight up and down. And, um, you know, he spoke as far as that goes, as far as a flagrant one goes, it's. It means excessive in nature or unnecessary or avoidable, uncalled for, or not required by the circumstances of the play. That was like totally like, required was a basketball play. Yes. He Euro stepped. He didn't throw his elbow out egregiously. And RJ Davis, let's be honest, he threw himself in front of him. He threw um, himself in front um, of him. The only reason that that was called a charge was because of the fact that he got hit and fell to the ground because he was moving as well. So realistically, I mean, to me, the, the egregious part of that play is R.J. Davis just throwing himself in front of him. And, you know, I mean, granted, yeah, okay, he sacrificed his body for his team, but that that should not be a foul. And then the, obviously the charge before that shouldn't have been a foul. Like you said, there were some things that were still there that we still could have cleaned up and done differently and still probably won the game and been able to overcome all of those things. But, um, you know, we're just talking about just a couple fouls when really, you, you know, you got to look at the free throw. Um, discrepancy as well. I mean, 23 free throws to three, you know, is a little ridiculous. So, I mean, that's just, that's just really, really hard. Like like you said, a fair, a fair fan can sit there and say, oh, you shouldn't have turned it over. You shouldn't have this. But, that was, that one was tough to watch, man.
2: There was another play with Syracuse down, uh, winding down. It was after the, so it was after the flagrant, after the foul shots, and, and, It wasn't... Yeah, it was after... I think it was after the foul shots and then um, UNC was inbounding the ball, I believe. Anyway, there was like 10 seconds left. It was after all that stuff. UNC was up by two. Judah gets called for his fifth foul. He was shoved all over the place and fell. And they called a foul on him. Like, are you... Are you uh, excuse? Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Like, that's how this ends. Well,
3: even even with the play where Joe saved it and threw it in underneath the basket, and they got that easy bucket to take the lead, uh, Hema got pushed bad on that play, which didn't allow him to get the. What's that on On the the rebound or
2: the foul shot? Yeah.
3: Yes, so. Um, It was just overall tough, and especially that last flagrant one because even if they just called the charge. You know, then you're down one with however many seconds, and you can get the foul and you still got a shot, you know. But,
2: and like I said,
3: giving them four free throws,
2: you can point to some of that stuff. You can point to the turnovers. You can point to not rebounding that one under the basket after the missed foul shot because there's still hope there. But let's be honest, there's more to that loss than Syracuse with a couple extra turnovers. And, uh, some poor rebounding. And by the way, plus five on the boards throughout the whole game.
3: <laughs> that's awesome. And Judah and Jude is getting killed for this too. And I just,
2: why should it. he, why should he be taken? Okay. Look, there's a little bit. Okay. So coach talks about, okay. Is driving aggressive to the basket, right? Well, that's understandable. We've talked about it. Sometimes it looks out of control. Sometimes it is out of control. He's young. He'll learn. Look, I didn't see anything that he did at the end of that game that would cause a fan reaction negative to Judah. He was trying to win the game, and he was going to had a defender not just stepped in front of him and got up all in his shit. It's just <laughs> like, what is he supposed to do? Put on the brakes? No, I mean and I don't that's I don't, why he sidestepped and tried to. Euro he step. tried to get around him. And then his elbow hits him in the face. Why is his elbow hit him in the face? Well, because he cut him off, and he was backpedaling, and he was all up put in his, his face area. Face right up, yeah. So I, I, I just, I just, I kind of reached a bowling point with it yesterday. I didn't say anything on Twitter about it. I kind of just left it alone, um, you know. You know I, I
3: mean, I talked to some UNC fans today at work that were like, "What yeah, they say? Won that game.
2: Well, when my son, they thought
3: that we played better.
2: Yeah, well, I think I think Baycott was saying that something along those lines. I don't want to misquote him, but something you know in relevance to that type of statement was that we we should have won or something along those lines. Um, Robert, top fan on Facebook. First, the fl- the flagrant and the last foul were um were BS. Was it a charge? Yes. Was it flagrant? No. They're so, so, so close, playing their hearts out. When they finally close on one of these, I feel like the sky's the limit. I feel bad for these kids right now. Uh, there is no lack of fight. Uh, I would have to disagree on that, f- on the flagrant. I don't think it was even a charge. I mean, he clearly stepped in front of them on a fast break. I don't even think it was a charge. That's being very, very, extremely fair. And I, I watched it again, too, before we, today, before I came on here, I watched it again a couple times.
3: Yeah. I mean, I had a whole bunch of people at work saying that wasn't a flagrant. That wasn't a flagrant. Like.
2: If anything, it should have been a block. If you're going to blow the whistle there, it's a block. There was another one, too. I couldn't.
3: What was See, my one? whole thing is is that some stuff like that, like, what happens to no calls?
2: What do you mean? What, what happened to no calls? Or what Yeah. Well, there like was a couple good no-calls no calls in that game. There was a couple good no-calls in that game, I thought. There was some aggressive play, and yeah. I, like, I like watching the aggressive play. I think it adds way more excitement. I think our team is built for that type of play. I really do. The problem is that, you know, Jesse does have a little bit of issue with, with the over-the-back stuff, and he saved a bucket on his foul. It wasn't a great foul, but he saved a bucket. Ended up missing one of them, if I remember right, Nance. Uh, on his fifth foul um Mm -hmm. i don't agree with it even being his fifth foul that's the problem (laughs) like should he have had five that's that's where i'm coming from and i think the the way that they let the teams play this year that i mean it's been a drastic difference i feel like i feel like the way that they're letting them play this year benefits the sport i feel like it benefits um just the entertainment aspect of things, but I just don't think the officiating's good. I mean two things can be true at the same time. you can let them play and still be good at it, you know right It's just not good it's just not good um let's uh let's see real quick. I opened up the green room early um, so Dominic was there dominic if you if if you're still there, unmute yourself.
0: Yep, I just did. I was trying to type something, and I didn't expect you to come to me so quickly.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a different... It's all right. Go ahead. How you guys been? Great. How you been?
0: Um, I'm better now that I'm no longer at work dealing with Tar Heel fans.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> what, were, they at least, were they at least fair about things, or were they... So, I,
0: I have... You know, it's funny. His last name is actually Teal, T-E-E-L, so I call him... Teal the heel, which most people do, because he's just a big Tar Heel fan, and he said the last two, the one on, the last one on Judah. He goes, "I'll give you that, it wasn't a flagrant," and the one where um, with 0.8 seconds left, um, he goes, "That that was that was on us too."
2: Uh, that that was the. Are you talking about the Judah's fifth foul? Hello,
0: guys. So um, I said you can't. Like Coach K used to say, Dean, Dean Coach Smith. You know, Dean Smith. We get all the calls, and I work with a guy. He he's actually an Indiana fan, and he's but he's lived here all his. Indiana fan, 50, 55 years old, and he's just like, for years the ace the the refereeing in the ACC has been terrible. He's like since the seventies. He's just like it is. He goes, I don't think it's bias. I just think that they have no clue how to teach. They're refs, and it, it. He goes, You have Carolina Duke fans that just want to kill you because they think that each team gets all the calls. And he goes, They're just terrible. <laughs> That's what he said. My, my issue last night, let me tell you, I you, you can make a mistake on, on, on calls, guys. They inserted them in the game every time they went to the TV that that's what really upset me because we would start going on a run and then they'd be like, Oh, let's make sure that we get this right. And then they would slow us down on one of our, our traditional, you know, five, six, seven, Oh, eight Oh, nine Oh runs. And then, Oh wait, they, they'd like call a timeout for, for Hubert Davis. He like did their job for them. And that is what I'm upset about with the most. I think that, if if they would have just let us play, I think we would have had a few, you know, five six like those runs that I was talking about before, and I really think that we we would have won that game by seven eight points if the, the if, forget about the fouls. So it, it, it was just that that was the hardest thing for me to, to just deal with.
2: Yeah, and again, thanks, Dom. I appreciate you, buddy. Um the uh the the game was was much harder to swallow for me than than um than Miami. And that's saying quite a bit. Um but uh I just um well, huh <laughs> I just like Dom, like Dominic said, game. like Dominic said I I really think that uh that was that was a winnable game. I think we would have won the game. Not just winnable, but I mean, obviously, all it was winnable, winnable right? Exactly. But I, I think mean, that's we would really have won. the
3: thing for me is, is that like to, I saw some things. I mean, even like I said, John Ead's right. He writes for Orange Fizz, and he had a little. He wrote about what happened yesterday. He, he asked he asked a couple questions, got some short answers, and then you know in his um, in his article, he you know kind of explained why he asked that last question, and that it's based on facts and so on and so forth. And he said that, you know, obviously it ended the way that it did. And then I guess he like Bayheim stared him down as he walked out of the room and, you know, then, then proceeded to say, you know, that pretty much our season's basically over. And, you know, I just, I mean, so many overreactions and so many things. I think that coach was just upset about the calls. I think that he really thought that they should have won that game and to hear, you know, a, a question like that, you know, immediately after a game when he thinks he probably should have won it. I can understand. We, I mean, we understand Coach Beheim when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, you can either look yeah. at it at like a situation like this is this is a game, you know, that we didn't have and, and why we aren't going to move forward or, or get into the tournament. Or, you know, this could this game could be the reason why, you know, we, we move forward and, and kind of take our season and, you know, you know, our destiny into our own hands i mean they've proven to themselves that they can compete with everybody everybody in this conference they can compete with so i mean what's to say we can't just i don't want to say run the table but you know we can i see a lot of winnable games on our schedule especially the way we played last night and we're, we're just getting better it's just you know we're starting to play against better competition
2: and uh you know unc like Coach said, they're like one of, if not the best rebounding team in the. That was the one thing I went over in the preview that I actually looked up. They're top twenty five in the country in rebounding. Yeah, and we we're we were like one hundred and twenty seventh. They're they're averaging close to forty rebounds a game, and we we held them to thirty, and, and we were plus five. So, I mean. If that the game look here's the thing Uh, I think it was Robert said they got a lot of fight there there's just so much heart in this team and so much fight in this team they just don't give up they're not afraid of the Giants and um you always have a shot when you have that mentality um coming into a game uh real quick let's go to Facebook again uh our buddy Zach our boy Zach from Facebook. That's got to be at least the fourth game Judah has lost us in crunch time shots. He is the most, certainly our best, he is the most, certainly our best player, but he should most definitely not be the one taking the last shot of the game. He just can't handle the moment. Now, I'll say this. I would have to agree with that. I disagree about last night if in those terms. I will say that there's been moments, yes, that I feel like someone else maybe should have had the ball, but with Judah last night, I don't put much blame on him. I don't put, you know, I don't really put a lot of blame on the players at all in that game. I really don't. They played their asses off. Um, 44% from three. Joe was really hot. 12 points in the first half. Um, You know, he only, he got six more, but he was on fire in the first half and he shot really good. Four for nine from three. In, in three for four inside the arc, he just couldn't get any shots later. And, you know, it didn't, at the end of the day, I don't think that was what hurt us. And, and I could say the same for Judah. You know, I mean, I know he was, um, I know he was the last one to have the ball before everything imploded, but he was there. Any other time, I think he makes that bucket and maybe even gets the and one. Um, He just got cut off too early. And I just disagree. No, he-
3: you need him to be able to make that shot, right? So I mean, he's got to learn. He's got to yeah. learn how to handle that, that moment because
2: I will he's agree the with that. Guy
3: that. can do those type of things. Right. Yeah. Um, and really the tough thing about this, again, I agree with you about last night. I think that really, I mean, at least the first one definitely wasn't a charge. That shouldn't have been an and one. And, um, but yeah, I mean, you can also argue on these games that, you know, yes, does it come down to, there's a reason why it's in his hands, right? It's not like he's a bum the whole game and, you know, it's, a situation where we're probably not in a situation to win the game without Judah. And then it just has happened, you know, to come down to the ball in his hands and he's just made mistakes. And like I said, I mean, the fact of the matter, you can't step around the fact that that's, that's a, that's a fact that he has had these turnovers. He has made some bad plays at the end. He's
2: out of control sometimes.
3: Out of control sometimes. Absolutely. But some of these, and I'm not saying Zach's, but I saw some on Twitter and Facebook where they're talking about, he should be, sitting the last few minutes, shouldn't even be out on the court. Like, there's just
2: I, I saw a lot out there. I saw there some about Joe, like, too. Like, Joe sit. Why would Joe sit? Joe, I mean, Joe's been tremendous this year. I thought even the Joe haters had to admit that, but I guess not. Yeah.
3: It's, yeah, probably because he hooked up a couple bad threes later in the game, right? right.
2: He did, but, I mean, you know, he's four. At the end of the day, he's still four for nine. Yeah. If he goes four for five and he chucks up one bad one, there's going to be a handful of people that complain about it.
3: Well, I think he was four for seven and hooked up two. <laughs>
2: okay. Well, there you go. So, um, and by the way, how many, ask yourself this, and you got to be honest with yourself about it. How many threes has Joe chucked up and where he's shooting him from, and you know he's going to shoot it, you go, no, no, no. And then he makes it, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right?
3: So, yeah. and I think his shot selection has actually gotten a lot better. I mean, he he had a tough guard last night, and I was worried about that whole situation. And I talked to my dad about that, and I was like, this might be a game where we want to go deep go or go big, go Benny and and Malik. And so to make it to where Leaky Black can't guard one of our guards, I was worried that Leaky Black was going to guard Joe and shut him down. And, and uh, I, I'll tell you, I mean, Joe is he's growing up in front of our eyes. He's not just a three-point shooter anymore, and I think that he – yeah, he's definitely going to take. You know, he's going to take some heat check shots that you're going to be like, okay. But for the most part, this year, and especially here recently, the way that he's you know going down low, posting his guys up. You know, yesterday he was using his body or his speed to get in front of Leaky Black, and then he would you know use his body to stay in front of him to make plays. Um, he's definitely, definitely growing as far as uh, you know a shooting guard, and like you said, he's having a great year. So. You're gonna have your onesie twosie games where it's not good. It's gonna happen. You're not gonna play good every single game, but he's been the most consistent scorer on the team by far.
2: Tyler on Facebook. Judah needs to ride the pine with one one minute left in close games. Uh Jeff mm-hmm. on Facebook, tough loss. That was not a flagrant one. Um okay. Nope. Um, let's see. I will get that. This team is gonna to have to be yeah, I agree with Zach in the green room. He'll get there. This team is going to be terrifying next year for sure. Yes, and if they stay, it will be dangerous. And you look at what UNC has, and UNC's an all-star cast, dude. It's a star-studded team, and with big guys. Well, you know, I can't remember the last time we did that good against big guys like that. You know, you get the one-offs and stuff. But I feel—I just feel like this, this team's. Handling these these upper echelon teams better as time goes on, and by no means is the season like uh, you know should be talking like you know we were you were mentioning earlier by some of the feedback you saw, but but look it narrows every one of these that's a missed opportunity. The, the road narrows, and and the more you lose, the worse, the harder it is to to get back into it. So
3: yeah. No, I mean, like, look, the best part about it is that there's, there's always left. that tournament at the end of the year. Well, true, yeah. And this isn't a year where there's like four teams that are like far and away above everybody else, you know. Uh, this is a year where, I mean, like you've seen, we've competed pretty much with everybody.
2: Hey, I think, uh, let's, let's get to Joe's comment because I think he's talking about something I wanted to mention as well. So, uh, top fan, Joe P on FB. Joe P. So let me see if I've got this right. A basketball 101 move is now a flagrant. Getting thrown to the ground is a foul. Good to know. I called the the Mints out of control drive, asked Ted. He's done it so many times this season. He has. The hero ball mentality in that scenario is the only part of the game I don't like. Such a frustrating loss. Um, We touched on everything at the end of that comment, but the getting thrown to the ground is now a foul. So that... that, um, that's not what I'm talking about because I think it was a jump ball. You remember when you remember when Jesse and Baycott had both got the ball, and then there was yeah. like it was right before there was like a, almost a little scrum, and, and then broadcasters mentioned anytime something happens like that, uh, Baycott walks away. That's what he does. He's the bigger man, right? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. he threw Jesse down to the ground, <laughs> um, and you know he had his arm in there, so uh, they call a jump ball. Okay, whatever. But you know it's stuff like that. You know, that just raises the temperature, you know, um, and you could see it did right away because the bench jumped up um, and the players saw it, too. And it didn't, you know, from my vantage point, it didn't look good either. And the, and the story for me for this game was going to be if, they waited, if the game didn't end the way it ended was going to be um, how much slobber was all over Armando Baycott throughout the whole game because i had to turn it down joe i texted you i said bro i gotta turn this down i I, 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 back and forth is pretty funny i I can't i just (laughs) i just can't listen to this and i can't stand when broadcasters just stick to one guy and just that's that's their whole focus for the game you know what i'm saying it's so obnoxious It's so obnoxious and I had forgotten all about that until just now. That's how pissed off I was cuz I had very little to complain about and that's what I was going to go to. So, yeah. To be fair, um I'm just being honest. Uh let's switch over to to the <laughs> to Twitter. What's so funny? <laughs> what?
3: Oh, just when you texted me that last night, I was funny. I was a
2: little more colorful last night. Yeah, you were. Yeah. So was I. Uh yes, yes. Uh <laughs> that's right, yeah. Uh at Salt Team Warrior four. <laughs> same story, different day as my as Miami down the stretch. I'm not as mad because I expected it this time. Judah missing bunnies don't rebound a miss free throw. They take the lead. Judah puts his head down for flagrant. I I don't understand all of that. Um I just read it the way it was written. Um yeah, the miss, the miss rebound on the free throw. If you're being, if you're being that guy, and I played that guy at, at the open of the show, was the one thing really that when that happened, you, you knew the game was probably out of reach. They get that rebound changes like the whole complexion of the game.
3: Yeah, then then like down I said, by I mean, one, you right? Can play, you can play devil's advocate, right? Because you can look at all that. I mean, I think Hema got a rebound one time, and then passed it and turned it over. And then there was another time when Malik Brown went to go save something out of bounds and chucked it off Hema's head. You know, Joe saving it underneath oh, yeah. the basket. Plus, I mean,
2: we Malik <laughs> we Brown, definitely made some mistakes. Malik Brown threw one. Malik Brown chucked, he chucked no, it. He it didn't throw it. He chucked. I <laughs> mean, I get going, it. Like it's
3: embarrassing, but yeah, like yeah. he threw that unnecessarily hard.
2: Well, you're you know, going like. out of bounds, and you're doing it quick. With quick comes force. With force, with force comes it. speed. Right. So. But it did hit him right in the and, noggin. And for with sure. speed,
3: when the <laughs> speed comes, the basketball <laughs> off your head, of Yeah, so yeah. that's you know totally, and, and then we can talk about the refs, obviously. But there were still there was still plays there
2: that, that I felt like yes, just, absolutely, just a game that close. You can when you could ride. Yeah, one, I mean, one, and
3: that but I think that says a lot, right? Because off of everything that we were battling, you know, all the. Th- the things that were going against us, we still had a situation where if we just didn't make these mistakes, then we still could have won. Where in another situation, I mean, this really could have been out of hand, really, when you look at some of the discrepancies and stuff like that.
2: Again, starting slow, digging themselves out of a hole, you mm-hmm. know. Um Didn't get that bi- ugly, though. It was like 10 at one point, I think, as, as high as it got, right? Was that the largest lead? Well,
3: and that's another thing, right, is we used to say that, remember
2: – when that was 12 at one place. I'm sorry, go ahead.
3: But remember earlier in the ACC, we would talk about that. We would talk about like, you know, they're not going to be able to do this against the top teams in the ACC What right, we right. have, and we still have came back and put ourselves in position to win the game. So, um, you know, for what it's worth, uh, um, you know, it's a situation where we just need to figure that whole thing out.
2: You know, unfortunately, you know they did. So Syracuse was down early by twelve in the, in the second half. That was the that was the the point in the game where it could have gotten bad, right? And and again, the beginning of halves is bet is just a titch of an issue, I guess if you want to call it a titch. Uh, but um, the press didn't really wasn't that great last night, and I mean. It's been pretty damn good all year, but of course it would happen the game after I said that the the, the press isn't a desperation any more, move anymore. It's a it's a tool in the tool belt, and then they go on give me that kind of showing. But um, yeah, well, it's going to happen. That's another thing. That's
3: another thing we talked about too is that this year this the press is more more or less worked better as speeding them up when the teams get comfortable and trying to get them out of their rhythm. Um, but you know that really didn't work last night. I just think I think it really our straight up two three zone. You know when we figured out who who could do what and everything, uh, I think we really figured them out for a little while, and uh, then um, you know they got a little bit of
2: help. We we didn't mention in in particular the, um, at the big E 228, 23 to three. Enough said. Talking about the follow shot discrepancy, and I can't okay. imagine that Syracuse shouldn't have been to the line more, and to find that very very. Hard to believe, as coach said, something along those lines. It's odd. Um, it, 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 you know, I don't know at what point these things get looked at internally, but you can look at that game and, and definitely say, "Hey, you know, this doesn't seem. This is questionable at <laughs> the very least." I guess that's the whole thing. I mean, the, yeah. the
3: whole process is most most likely broken because you know, I think they have the same process that football does, where you can you know you can send in plays and you can you know, make sure that they understand, right? But I mean, does it ever really get fixed? Right. Same thing as football.
2: Right. Yeah. And it's a situation too where you know no one is anyone really held accountable. And if they are, we don't know. So you don't think they are. So if they are, it should be known. Right? And just one of those things that it would be good if there is some kind of accountability that it becomes public, so that people can feel justified in some of their issues. I mean, everything's just either either there's no accountability at all, or they just don't ever talk about it, and and then everybody's left scratching their head all the time. Like, how come this stuff doesn't get fixed? Right. So, uh, at, so what are you gonna do? Sorry. Well, I mean, you know, I guess I mean I don't know what you do, but me, you know there's reporters the out there, You're right? Right. Well, there's reporters out there, right? So, what plays are getting sent in? What what's being done? What's be, are, th- are these? You know, are they? Are, is anybody getting fired? Is 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 there? Are they switching teams around? Are they giving them extra training? Are they, you know, are they getting a write up and you know, three strikes you're out type thing? I mean, I don't know, but there's reporters out there. That's their job. That's their job to figure that out and get that on paper and put it on on the internet. For God's sake. You don't even need to write an article and publish it anywhere. If you're a reporter, you just put it on Twitter, and boom, it's a story. You don't even need, like, processed media True. like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, all you got to do is go figure it out. At Joe Catskill. I really like this team. Everyone contribute. You can leave it up to Joe, by the way, to just call the positives. And that's why I like Joe. Uh, I really Thanks, like this man. team. Not you. Not you. Not you, Joe. Oh. That Joe, Joe Catskill, Joe. Okay, I really I was like this say, That's team. the nicest thing you I said. Mean, to you're me okay too. You're okay too, but when I say okay, I mean it's just just like okay. Uh, everyone contributed it. and had lots of energy. A uh, couple of questionable calls towards the end. I love to see these guys in the tournament go orange. A couple of questionable calls. Questionable calls towards the end. Yes, Joe, they could say that. Um, let's see. At Jimmy Hines, still feel this team can make an ACC tournament run. Keep grinding. Okay. I mean, yeah. you know, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I mean, there's no. To me, realistically, like I said, since the Illinois game when we got blown out, um, there's been nothing in my mind that should tell this team that you know that they should give up, right? I mean, sure. it's just a situation right. where they've been in every game. They've they've won a lot of games since then, and. Yeah, I mean, you just got to get better. You just got to push. And if, if realistically, I mean, I feel like this team knows that they could be any team in this conference. It's just, you know, all little stuff and, and just putting this stuff together to finish these close games against good teams. But as long as we can do that and fin- figure that out by the end of the year, then, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the same thing in tournaments in Greensboro this year. So
2: There's no value there. That's right by you. Said so there's no value in Greensboro. It,
3: yeah. No, I know, but that's like a that's
2: like an hour drive or right, less for me. So yeah, drive through it to get to Winston Salem. Um, Boom. At No Blanchard 44, the uh, aka the um, social media wingman. Ever since joining the ACC, we've had to put up with the worst of fishing that uh, we could possibly get. Should Judah drive like that when he's with the game on the line? No, but that doesn't excuse the BS that followed. Great game throughout. Refs put UNC over the finish line, though. I mean, that's pretty well said. So my 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 son says to me today, <coughs> and I guess some kids at his school, and, you know, we he goes to school in Virginia Beach, not really a lot of Syracuse fans at his school. And... Um, It was. It was. uh, How'd you like that Syracuse versus the referees game last night? So it's no secret for much of it, Mm -hmm. but um, you know, I told, and he came to me, and he's like, "They always UNC always gets called." I'm like, you know what? It's not so much that. It doesn't feel like so much that is more as it is like Noah said, um, just the the officiating in the ACC. It's, it doesn't matter what sport. It almost doesn't matter what team, right? It's just kind of we feel like we're slighted a lot, and it might sound whiny, but I think it's a consensus among Syracuse fans, to say the least. And we try to not I think. We try to not point to that if we can, right? I mean, let's be honest. You think right. what?
3: And I think a lot of fans, you know, are like that too, especially when they lose because I think there's something you can point out or some things you can point out in every single game. But, I mean, realistically, if, if, if North Carolina lost that game last night, what would they be able to point out? Yeah. And the only thing true. that I heard from North Carolina was, oh, are you trying to take my guy out? Oh, you got, your man's trying to take my guy out, hitting him in the face two different times. Like, eh. Like well, he's not the, doing it on purpose. Tell your guy to get his face away from his elbows.
2: Yeah, don't put your face near fists or elbows. It's a bad spot I'm just just for your face. It. Seriously. you're That's good advice. Like I'm not
3: like anybody that's played basketball. Like there's a there's a there's kind of a spot where you just don't go past because, you know, if you do at some point, you're going to catch an elbow and you're just asking for it.
2: Yeah. And was there like, like I'm not trying to be I mean, you got hit in the face. We all saw it. So I'm not saying it was acting. But what happened? I didn't see anything.
3: It was a basketball move, dude. No, no I Sorry. know that.
2: What happened to him? What happened to um, R.J. Davis? Think
3: he, I think he, he cut his cut? eye open.
2: Did he get caught? Okay.
3: He got hit up above his I eye. I thought it was so. above
2: his eye. I just didn't see anything. He was on the floor for quite a while. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, well, yeah, Huber there was Davis definitely contact. Huh?
3: Hubert Davis said there was blood and stuff like that, so I okay. listened to his uh, post-pressure, too.
2: Okay. Well, fair enough um okay look you know a lot of this is the same you know um at q's mj1 hard to play five on eight okay i think we we kind of made our points for the unc yeah, game we beat this dead horse yeah we definitely did and but hey if, if if one thing okay one thing go
3: yeah we really haven't said anything about chris bell um oh I chris throw it bell out 15 there, points talk, played really good i talked to my dad the the day of the uh, the game, and we were talking about, you know, lineups and this, this and that. And I was talking to him about Leaky Black and who he was going to guard and all that. And he's he said that he thought that Chris Bell was going to have a good game. And I said he was kind of crazy because I didn't think that he'd show the consistency. And I was like, is he really going to get up for North Carolina? Come on. Um, but he called it. And Chris Bell, had he had a good game. Played 36 minutes.
2: Yeah, he did play a good game. He hit some monster shots.
3: Yeah. At opportune times. Comeback.
2: Yeah. And uh, contributed big time there. He was a stud out there in um, 36 minutes. That's a a really good run for him, 15 points.
3: Six and nine from the field, three of five from three-point, had four rebounds, two assists, and a block.
2: Yeah. And um, how about Jesse with some of those blocks too, man? Oh, God. He was an animal. You know, Mm -hmm. Malik Brown didn't show up huge, but he had seven rebounds. I mean, he just wasn't on the – he wasn't racking up the points like he's been, but but still a factor to say the least. And um, those seven rebounds, that's huge. So he had just yep. as many as Jesse. Um, all right, let's let's move on to Virginia Tech. The all-time series between uh, Virginia Tech and Syracuse sits at thirteen and five in favor of the Orange. Uh, the last game, a ten-point win at home for Syracuse, eighty to seventy-two. mints. Are uh, 82 to 72, I believe. Mince Edwards, Gerard Bell, and Williams. You're starting five. Gerard with 24 points. Malik Brown with 12 rebounds. Since the game at Syracuse, Virginia Tech has gone one and two, but they have Hunter Couture back, and they've gotten progressively better. I think they had a 10 point loss against UVA, 78 to 68, they, and then they played at Clemson. That was at UVA, and then at Clemson they lost by one, 51 to 50. And then they had a three-point win against Duke at home this past Monday. This just the other day, seventy-eight to seventy-five. And you know, it, it's the same kind of cast of characters with Couture. Okay, so you've you've still got Padula, uh, Mutz, and Basili. Um, and and Padula was huge in the Duke game, and well, Basili was. It was Basili. Yeah, it, he was huge in the Duke game, but he, Padula had some big shots. He went. He went. <clears throat> three for five from from behind the arc. So um, mm-hmm. they came on strong against uh, Clemson, low-scoring game, and it was a little bit of an odd game. I did see that one. I didn't see any of this Duke game. I didn't know it was on. And I guess shame on me because I should have checked. There's usually a game on Monday. But I guess there was some controversy in this game, and I never went to look at it. Did, so, And I never read about it either. What What the hell was it? Do you know?
3: No.
2: Okay, there was something in that game, but anyway, uh, they beat Duke at home, and, and and that's their that's their what second ACC win of the season. Yeah. So, in um, a big one at that, yeah, they sit they sit at uh, twelve and eight overall right now. So
3: they're they're two and seven in the ACC, and their two wins are against North Carolina and Duke.
2: How's it going? Oh my gosh, let's just get rid of this. Okay. Yeah.
3: And I mean, with being 12 and 8 with 2 and 7 in the conference, these guys are still 49th in the net ranking and 46th in Kempom. So they've had a, a, a tough schedule, and I think you know, they understand a little bit of the, um, the injury as well with Hunter Couture, but
2: it makes them a different team. The, the, who's the, um, Virginia Tech's 49th in the net. That's a quad one game. It's crazy. After a quad losing, one after losing seven in a row.
3: Yep. Then we're gonna have a quad one at home against Virginia.
2: So, yeah. Obviously, a couple
3: quad one games coming up again. I mean, it's it's we, we they're they're there for the tank and the, the games are still there to, to make this to you know turn the season around. You know, this is a, a team that we've already played. We already know the opponent. Um, the only difference is is that we don't know what it's going to look like with Hunter Couture. And that's kind of what scares me. Well, and on top it, of that, it's it's it, an away game.
2: So it, it, the team just seems better with them. Obviously well, they are. Yeah, obviously. I, I mean, that's yeah. an obvious statement, but I'm just saying though, that it's, it's, um, it's a, it's, he's a problem. And he's, he's going to be shooting from three point land. That's what he's going to do. You
3: know? I mean, he's the only guy that played 40 minutes this last game and he went five of 10 from the three.
2: Yeah. And 15. Points. I had to steal to seal it. the game. So there you go. Um, so there's not much m- more to say really, other than give our picks here, and I'm I'm not gonna lie to you that this game doesn't sit well with me. I just don't feel like this is a good. <clears throat> it's hard to beat a team twice. You, you sweep you sweep Notre Dame. Okay, and you know it's just it's just not an easy thing to do, especially at home. You you get the home win, um, and then you got to go on the road. It's difficult and. I think it's going to be another close game. I think so. There's a couple things. If you really want to play, you know, the motivation game for each team, it is that Hunter Couture wasn't there for the game against Syracuse. He had to sit on the bench and watch it. He gets to come home and and redeem, help redeem his team. They all get to redeem their team after the loss at Syracuse. And then I don't know how that does that, but sometimes it's fine, but sometimes it is like someone shooting a gun off near the microphone. Um, and then for Syracuse, then for Syracuse, it is to to have another opportunity at a quad one game and come out and pull another sweep and take take two from Virginia Tech and also take a quad one game. So they will likely remain a quad one for for some time, too, uh, unless they decide they're going to drop a deuce against Boston College and Notre Dame or something like that, because they got Miami and Virginia coming up next after us. What, Joe?
3: No, I just heard you talking about dropping deuces. I didn't know what you were talking
2: about. I was talking about Virginia Tech dropping deuces. They, They should stay quad one through their next few games that they're going to have to pull off some wins, but they're playing Miami in Virginia after they play us. So two ranked yeah. teams. Um, so David's in the green room. He, he's going to give his pick first. He says he's got the Homer pick here, man. He's going to pull a sweep. He's, he's predicting the sweep 79 to 74 Syracuse um, with all those things said. I feel like this could be another frustrating game for us to watch and um I don't necessarily mean like bad officiating or anything. I just I just think that it's gonna be close and and um I think I don't think we're gonna pull it off. Okay. I'm just going by the law of averages it's, with this thing. You know, I
3: almost wish that I almost wish that Geo got in the green room tonight. That would have been It would have. I'm wondering what his situation is as far as if he's working it. I'm sure he is.
2: I'm um, sure he is. Yeah, he is. He called the Duke game, I believe. Yeah. Um. But. So you you making I, a pick or I'm going to make a pick. I, I'm I'm gonna am I'm going it's it's tough it's a tough call for me. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say. Seventy seven. To. Seventy four. Virginia Tech. Not proud mm. of it. I'm not proud of it. I, and look, I love being wrong in these situations, too. I would... Look, there's not too many other people out there that... that. Well, there's, some, there's a lot of people that live in Virginia that listen to this show, and I don't know a single one of them, by the way, but they probably hate Virginia Tech kind of like I do. That mm. this is a big deal in Virginia, obviously, to beat Virginia Tech and get to puff your yeah. chest out the next day. So...
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's always it's always tough. I mean you look at it it's going to be homecoming. I mean I know Malik Browns from Virginia, I know Justin Taylor's from Virginia. I'm pretty sure. He's um, from
2: Charlottesville. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so you know, we're probably going to have, you know, a situation where we're going to have a more family and friends in, in this you know arena for for some Syracuse players. But do Virginia Tech? I mean, with this new coach Mike White and the the way that they've been going, the way that they won the uh, the ACC tournament to get into the NCAA tournament last year. And just, I mean, there's a lot of excitement around Virginia Tech basketball right now. And um, it's not an easy place to play. We know that. So, I mean, even when Buzz Williams is the coach, I mean, I hated playing at Virginia Tech. So, we know what they're going to be. They're normally just, you know, three guards and some big forwards. And, I just feel like Virginia Tech was just on such a good trajectory, um, before Hunter Couture got hurt. And now that he's back, I feel like they're just I mean, I know they lost the first couple of games, you know, it takes a little while to kinda get back into the flow, right? But mm-hmm. Beating Duke, beaten Duke at home, and then I mean, just they're they're on.
2: You know, you remember what they were doing before that he was gone, though, too.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I mean. So, like, it's like they're on this whole thing of like, now we got to go back and prove that we're not this. I mean, they wouldn't be two and seven in the ACC if Hunter Couture didn't never get hurt.
2: <coughs> Correct. Excuse me. Jesus so, a mess.
3: Sorry, dude. I just sneezed. I know. But, but, you know, they wouldn't be here, and they're still in a situation where they can make the tournament. I mean, they just they just obviously can't lose every single game, but they have the numbers right now to where their strength of schedule has been good enough. And, I mean, if you don't think that this team wants to go out and prove that, okay, this is a different team with Hunter, let's see how you guys handle us at home with Hunter, right? Like,
2: Yeah, it's a redemption moment for that and, team.
3: Yeah. So that's what makes me more nervous than anything because there was a point where Virginia Tech was looked at as possibly one of the better teams in the ACC, and then that injury happened. So kind of right there with you, man. I think it's going to be more of a defensive struggle, um, but – see, it sucks because you took Virginia Tech. So – Well, you can still take – I'm going to the- I'm, I'm take Syrac- – I'm, t- I'm still going to take Syracuse in this one. I, I – I'm hoping that Hunter Couture just doesn't get hot and uh, some of the players, you know, Justin Taylor and Malik Brown, you know, they both scored double digits in this game. First time around, um, you know, Judah Mins only had 12 points and Joe only had 13. So I think we're playing a little bit better um, in some areas. So um, we're a little bit of a different team and I still think we have a size over them. So I'm still going to, Still going to take Syracuse, but I think it's going to be Cardiac Hughes' game all the way to the end. I wouldn't be surprised if they took an early lead and you know, kind of just that's status inevitable. quo as the season's gone by. Yeah, um, but I'm going to take uh, Syracuse 71 Virginia Tech 69.
2: All right. Okay. I hope you're right. Um that I mean, I'm just saying, it's tough things I don't say much. it down, right? What's that?
3: It's just sometimes when you break it down, it's like you can see it going this way or you can see it going this way. I, know, I can see a reason for them to be motivated, but I'm it going
2: necessarily I'm going off of pure like gut and just you know kind of thinking about the law of averages that's
3: okay. and that's the thing is as I look at it like I'm trying to think about it like is is mentally how Virginia Tech would think about it and how they would want to go about it. Considering their success earlier in the season,
2: they were killing. But them.
3: I just think that, that we, yeah, and I just, but I think that we match. We're just a good matchup. It doesn't yeah. take anything away you, from Virginia Tech. It's just I think we're a good matchup against Virginia Tech, barring that they just don't go crazy from the three point line.
2: Right, and that's the problem. So they've got some three point. They've got a few three point shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, one more thing, and we'll wrap this up. Um, David in the green room says, I think we need to finish eight and two. Let's see. Win versus Virginia Tech, Boston College, FSU, NC State, Duke. Golly, David. Pitt and Georgia Tech. Wake. Lose to Virginia in Clemson. Even if it doesn't work out that way, I still I still need to go eight and two. I think that'll put us at twenty-one and ten and fourteen and six in conference. So yes. I think no matter how you di- slice and dice the wins and losses that it would be that would be a tournament that would be a tournament resume. I don't see how you would deny it. The problem is is I don't know if I think 8 and 2 is a tall order and very optimistic. Uh but if it's a buy sell or hold and we go 8 and 2, do we make the tournament? I would buy. Um but the other thing is I just find it to be really difficult. Just looking ahead, in, and I just named all the teams. So we still got to play Pitt again. Okay. Um, at Pitt. Duke's at home. NC State's at home. Florida State's away. They're coming on. Boston College hasn't been terrible. Uh, UVA at home. It's, they're tough. Clemson away. They're, they're tough games. They're tough games. This conference is tough. All it's having a down year, not, like, all the teams are really good, though. I mean, not all of them, but most of them are pretty damn good. So I would love—I can't wait to see how many teams from the ACC make the tournament this year.
3: I tell you what, not as good as Big Twelve, that's for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, eight and two—I don't even necessarily think we. I mean, eight and two would put us in. If you're talking about putting us in the picture. Or putting us in the tournament prior to the ACC tournament, then that would probably right. be yeah. the record right. that you would probably go to. Um, I don't necessarily think we need to go eight and two to get into the tournament based upon the ACC tournament. I think that right. we could go. I think we could go seven and three, um, possibly even a six and four, and then make a run. Um, but we, it depends. It would all depend on the teams that we that we.
2: Is it is it possible? And I'm just, just throw a hypothetical out there. Is, is this possible to pl- to be the pessimist real quick, play devil's Advocate here, that Syracuse goes on a, a really bad losing streak to, to end the season. This last leg of the season?: I don't think so., you know, okay. All right yeah. well, I don't think so either, but I think it's possible. I don't think it's probable. I just, I just don't see them falling apart, but one would say, at Virginia Tech Virginia Boston College, at Florida State, NC State Duke Clemson Pitt, and then you got Georgia Tech and Wake Forest to finish the year. That's five and five is probable, David says. I mean it is, but yeah, I mean, it's tough Could be. It's tough. It, it, you know that's why I, don't, I hate looking that's why I hate these hypotheticals looking ahead too, because I can make an argument for every side of it. Cause, Cause, that's just how it is. That's yeah. how you think about sports, right? And you never want to be totally yeah. down on your team. So, uh, let's let's work with Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech this Saturday at seven, and uh, we'll go from there. So, yeah,
3: we go five and five. We need to make the ACC tournament
2: championship game. Minimum. Yeah, that's not a good scenario to be do. in. It depends on who you we- no. who you beat. I think.
3: Kind of, but there's also games that if you lose, you know.
2: Yeah, you got to win those two. I can see five of them here.
3: I mean, losing to Boston College, Florida State, or
2: right, you Georgia beat, Tech right, you right gotta, now
3: is not going to be a good look. If you beat
2: those three and you beat Clemson and Duke, or or Clemson and UVA, you're not looking terrible. I mean, that's
3: very... For some reason, I feel like we're going to be better than five and five.
2: Okay. Good. Well, I hope you're right. I, I don't like. I don't even want to call it. I just want to. I just want to go to Virginia Tech and see what we can do. I like the eight and two though. It's very optimistic, but obviously, yes, eight and two would be great. Exactly. Um. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us. Appreciate all of you for listening to us. Wine to me. Wine, and uh, <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. But when it happens, I, I try to. I try to. Whatever I do, I try to do good. And I can whine with the best of them. So appreciate all of you for listening. Thanks, everybody in the green room. Thanks, David. For Joe, Sean, we're out.
3: Peace.